Welcome to Her Talks. Her Talks is a podcast that focuses in on everything business, blending, and black, meaning I focus in and highlight women of color who are entrepreneurs who are out there finding and chasing their dreams, as well as giving you guys a glimpse into my life as a blended mother of four boys. Um, You know, life is a journey, and it's something that I think we are all trying to figure out along the way. I love interviewing people who seem to have some sort of insight on how to make life a little bit easier, more fun, and just finding their purpose and walking comfortably in that purpose. So thanks so much for listening and check out this new episode of Her Talks. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Her Talks. Um, I am your host, Renee. As you know, I talk about all things business blended in black, and I'm so excited because I have on the line, Cara. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you for having me. So I kind of want to jump in. Um, We were talking a little bit earlier. I looked all over your website, and I just love, love, love your Instagram. It's so positive, and then you're just super creative. You have a lot of color, a lot of positivity. And um, I just instantly knew, I was like, I've got to get her on. I got to talk to her (laughs) and kind of pick her brain and spread all this joyousness around. Um, I know you have, excuse me, I know you have um, an amazing business called Love, and I love the name. It's um, My Character, Love My Character. Um, Can you kind of talk a little bit about how that came about, how you came up with the name, um, and a little bit about what you do. Yes. Um, so Love My Character, um, I I guess the name of it is, there's two parts to it. So my name is Kara, um, but it's spelled C-H-A-R-A. And when I was in high school, I always used to call myself a character because my name was in that word, the first five letters. <laughs> oh, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of like wordplay. Um, but as I got older, um, I kind of felt like it, it meant a little bit more to me because I felt like it turned into almost like a journey of self-love um, and mm. me understanding who I am and what God has placed in me and me celebrating and embracing all of that. And so um, when I first started making jewelry, um, it was just like a hobby thing. (laughs) And I had no idea it was gonna turn into a business. But um, when I started, you know, putting things together and other people were saying like, oh, I wanna buy this from you. And, you know, I really like this. um, I was like, okay, I need a a business name. And, I couldn't really think of anything that would be better suited than than that because I feel like wow. what my whole um I guess my whole mission, purpose, motivation behind the business is to um empower women to just embrace their natural beauty and who they are and to kind of just like put it out there that, you know, they recognize how wonderful they're made and that <laughs> they mm-hmm. want to share it with the world. Um, and so love my character I feel like it it basically just encompasses all of that it says to the world like not that you're cocky or conceited but just that you appreciate who you are and what God has created you to be Um, and of course it's kind of like 
I was mostly inspired from um, the scripture in Psalms uh, 139 and 14. Um, and one of the translations that I really love is the New Living Translation. It says, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous and how well I know it. So I really love that. That's beautiful, yeah. I haven't heard that translation. That's beautiful. Um, yeah. How did you start making jewelry? You just kind of went past that. You know, I started making jewelry. And then, so what, have you always been creative or, I mean, what kind of attracted you to making jewelry? Um, well, I, my mom is a craft queen. So, mm. I mean, I mean, anything craft, my mom probably has done it or does it. And so when I was a little girl, she always kind of had me in the mix with it. And um, she never made jewelry herself. But I feel like my creative side kind of came from her and was cultivated by her. Um, but what mm. she did do was one day she had went to um, like a craft store and she found these really brightly colored beads and she brought them home to me. And she says, you know, when I seen these, I really just thought of you and I think you can do something oh. with them. And um, I was just like, okay, you know, wow. I really didn't know much about making jewelry or anything like that. But um, from the beads that she gave me, I was inspired to make my first pair of earrings. And um, I never really showed them to anyone at first. You know, I kind of just like <laughs> kept them. I didn't even wear them. I just kept them. Really? And um, yeah. And then I would, and then like, as I started going to craft stores myself as an adult, um, I was you know, finding myself drawn towards like beads and, you know, jewelry type of things. And I said, you know, I'm going to, I think I'm going to make another pair of earrings. And I feel like from there, it just kind of stuck. Like I just noticed I was always doing it, just making more and more earrings. And I started sharing them with some of the women that I worked with. Um, and they loved it. And they said, you know, well, how much? <laughs> and I feel oh. like that's kind of like how everything just got started. It wasn't planned. Um, it just kind of, I don't know, just fell into place, you know. That's beautiful. And I love that it's its like a mother-daughter thing. She was handing something off to you. And even at that time, maybe she didn't know what it would spark. But it's so interesting that one little thing sparked all of this. And how yes. you've been able to touch other women and empower them. I just love that. I love the mother-daughter connection to it. That's a, that's a really sweet story. Um, you know, you. as a person of faith, which you've kind of talked a little bit about, uh, we're always taught that our lives have purpose. Um, have you tapped into your purpose um, through Love My Character? Um, and how did you kind of get to this journey of knowing that this was part of your purpose? And what does that kind of look like for you? Um, you know, I feel like I, I feel like as a believer, you know, you you know, like you're your mission is to impact the world by living out the gospel and basically showing people the love of God. And I kind of feel like we, we tend to think that that means we have to do, you know, really big gestures. Um, right. We have to preach, we have to, you know, go out and feed the, the multitudes or, you know what I mean? <laughs> Things like that. But yeah. I feel like, um, I do believe love my character and the work that I do through my business um, allows me to reach people in small, meaningful ways to just kind of give them like that glimpse of, 
you know, the light and the love of Christ. And I feel like, you know, um, it's it could be something as simple as just helping someone to realize their own gift and their own worth, their own value. Um, because I feel like at the core of all of that, you know, it's really about what what you're you've been put here to do and helping someone else to see that, you know, you you're of great worth, you're of great value, that God loves you and that you're special. I feel like it kind of sparked something to where, okay, maybe we're not able to go into, you know, the 66 books of the Bible, but, you know, if you walk away knowing that there's a calling and there's purpose on your life, it may lead you to, to spark your own journey to where you're able to seek Hmm. that out and discover it. So what does that journey look like for you? Um, Because I know you talked a little bit about your mom, uh, you know, gifting you and saying that she thought of you with that. What does that look like? And as a mom yourself, like how are you using that to also kind of inspire your kids to use their own giftings, you know, to highlight their involvement in in inner love of Christ? Yeah, um, you know, it's funny because um, I'm actually very, very deeply involved in church and ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually the the daughter of my my dad. My late father passed um, in 2017, um, but he was a bishop, and my mom ended up taking over the church after he passed. So my mom is a pastor, and. Wow. Um, <laughs> So I happen to also be a minister myself. And I think what I've found is that, um, like I said, it's kind of just making things simplified. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's not always in the big gestures. And I know there's like a scripture in the Bible that says like, you know, it's not by might, it's not by power, Mm -hmm. like it's by the spirit. And sometimes that spirit manifests in different ways, a small, still voice, or just a simple smile. And I think, um, I feel like the way that I integrate that into my home and teaching my children and raising my children is to teach them that, you know, kindness and love is like your first, that's that's the first point. That's the first Mm. point of ministry. That's the first point of contact that people will have to not only introduce themselves to you, but for them to be able to see the Christ in you. Um, And so I feel like above everything else, like even I feel like in my business, I feel like, you know, in the other ventures and things that I do, I always feel like it's important to, to really just show love. And I feel like, you know, if there's nothing else I can do, I feel like I got to get that piece down, you know? Right. Right. Which is actually pretty revolutionary. Like it seems like a simple word, right? (laughs) Like just love, but like love is, it's hard and it's complicated. And um, as as we're working through different things, like it, it really is a gesture that shows Christ's love, you know, because he loves yeah. the unlovable. And sometimes it's hard for us. You know, it's easy if you, it's somebody that you like and love, um, but to really mm-hmm. show love to others that you, you may have a disagreement with or, or whatnot, it really is revolutionary because we live in a time where, um, Every, everybody's so divided and right. they're so divisive on purpose um, and we don't look for common ground and I think right. in a lot of ways I think you can agree to disagree and still do it in love but for some reason <laughs> um, <laughs> that's not that's not always highlighted you know um, that's not what's mm-hmm. shared and that's not what gets the social media likes and that's why you know um, when I 
was, um, I think it was Lisa. I think my friend Lisa is one who kind of, you know, grabbed me to your um, page. You know, when I saw the page, I was like, you know, like, we just need more of this. Like, we need more of just being fully yourself. Like, I see you're a natural girl, just like me. You have 14 yeah. hair. Like, like <laughs> truly <laughs> embracing um, all of who we are and loving ourselves and loving others. I mean, it really is revolutionary because everything – else that's kind of out there kind of is pushing you towards a different direction so I think that that is definitely a great great space to kind of start in and it kind of leads me to my next point when I was on your page I was um I'm a quote person love quotes love scripture um have it all over my house um because I'm always you know really big on affirmations I think you need to say um things that you don't see yet in the natural (laughs) I think it's very important Um, so you don't get sidetracked um, by what you visually see in the natural. And um, you had a quote that says, don't dig up and doubt what you planted in faith. And I was like, oh, that hit me. (laughs) 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 That that hit me. Um, What what does that quote mean to you? And um, has there ever been a time where you were close to trying to dig something up that you planted in faith and you saw God kind of moving in a different direction for you and you just kind of stayed still and let your faith kind of take over? Yeah, I mean, so many times, you know, I feel like time would not permit me to, to even, you know, catch a tip of the iceberg when it comes to that. Um, but I felt like one of the things that really resonated with me concerning that quote is that it's, I feel like when, when you first receive the word or the hope or the dream or whatever it is, you know, there's always this excitement of what can be and what's going to come. But I feel like we don't always see, you know, the in-between, um, the things that we're right. going to go through before we see the manifestation. And, um, you know, sometimes that in-between looks like hell <laughs> and, <laughs> right. and it feels like right. it feels like it's never going to come to pass you know um but I feel like more than anything um just having like that relationship with God to say you know what God like I trust you today and I think mm-hmm. that's really how I try to walk out my faith is you know I can't if I can't see past you know, if I can't see tomorrow and I can't figure out what's going to happen next, can I just trust you for today? Can I just say, you know, I'm going to believe what you've, what you've said for today. And, you know, sometimes that looks like me crying and praying most of the day or, you know, journaling or blogging or, you know, you know, reaching out to a friend for, you know, encouraging words. But I think um, at the root of it, it's just saying that I'm not going to be moved. And I feel like, you know, we live in a, in a time where people want things done quickly. You want immediate results. You want to see instantaneous change. And, you know, I feel like faith doesn't work like that. Faith is right. a process. Faith says, I'm believing for what I can't see, knowing that it will be manifested, but not knowing when it will be manifested, you know? Right, right. And so um, I feel like, I felt like when I posted that quote, it was just to remind myself in the midst of one of those in-between situations Mm. that, you know, I haven't seen with my eyes yet, but I know that it's going to come to pass and I have to hold on to what's been planted. 
That's beautiful. That when I saw that it it brought me back to a time. Um, so when my husband and I first got married, we knew we wanted to try to have a child almost immediately because uh, we already had two children previously and we wanted our kids to be close in age. And um, our first pregnancy together actually ended in an ectopic pregnancy. And mm-hmm. I remember sitting there because uh, with an ectopic, it's also different too because I, I didn't have to have surgery, thank God for that. But I ended up getting what's called an MTX shot and it basically takes all the folate out of the body and it makes it um, very, very dangerous if you were to get pregnant um, before three months. So I had to wait three months before we could try again. And it was a time where I was like, I was devastated because with my first child, like it happened so quickly. (laughs) Like it was just never, it's just something I never thought of. And it was the first time that I ever, I knew that a baby was a miracle, right? But I had taken for granted that pregnancy itself is a miracle. And when those three months were kind of going on and like people around me were getting pregnant and there was another couple trying. And I just remember sitting there like, and it, oh, and at the time, my supervisor's wife was pregnant the same time I was. We were due uh, three days apart. Oh, and wow. so when I lost my baby, um, of course, you know, they went on and I was very happy for them. But it was just very difficult because all the milestones she was going through, I was supposed to have gone through as well. And so it was such a hard time for me because I remember thinking like, God, is this ever going to happen for me? And I right. had to hold on to a so many scriptures because it seems like it's something that you cannot control, right? Like there's so many right. things we think we control in our lives. I mean, honestly, we do. We think we wake ourselves up sometimes. Like, oh, my alarm woke me up at six o'clock. Mm. You know, like this small thing right. we take for granted. And that was such a huge reminder to me that I cannot control when this will happen. And I really had to submit myself and it was hard. And there was lots of tears, just like you're saying, I was crying and I was questioning. And I was like, what happened? Like, what did I do? Did I do something? You know, and it was just a weird time for me and God, but it was a growing time for me as well, because I realized I have to just lay everything out there. You know, I have to rely on you. And so eventually, of course, I did end up getting pregnant. I actually got pregnant very soon after my three months were up. And I just remember thinking, even with that, I was like, this is God's wink to me. <laughs> you know, like, okay, <laughs> you went through all of this for the, that that quarter, uh, which seemed like forever. I mean, and I know there, there might be somebody out there that's listening that's been trying for years. Um, just keep holding on. There were certain scriptures that I had to read every single day. Um, in order to right. stay sane <laughs> so yeah. yeah so that when I saw that it just you know I was like yes I totally totally understand that um yeah when we're when we're talking about faith and we're talking about just entrepreneurship and just walking in purpose there's a lot that kind of goes into that because <laughs> you have you know there's marriage and there's kids and there's all these different things like how do you find balance when you're you're in the midst of all these different hats that you wear. You know, I definitely feel like there's, you know, a great weight on prioritizing. Hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I'm sure you know that with with kids and the husband, it's like we can't really mm-hmm. predict everything um, right. and how the day is going to go. And, you know, I was actually blessed to be able to come off of my job um, after we had my four-year-old son and um, we had tried, you know, when we first got married to get pregnant right away, but it didn't happen mm-hmm. for us. And I actually went through mm-hmm. my own, you know, tests and trials with 
you know, trying mm-hmm. to get pregnant. Um, but long story short, um, when we did have him, he ended up having to spend a couple of days in the NICU and I didn't realize how emotional that was going to be for me. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, um, it's not like I haven't gone through that before because I had twins, my first pregnancy and they spent time in the NICU, Uh. but I think it was just kind of devastating because I didn't expect to experience that with my son, you know? Right. right. And so I had taken some time off for my maternity leave and, um, my, my boss told me that I had a certain amount of time for leave. So I'm thinking I'm going to get to spend all this time, you know, kind of making up for, what was kind of lost in the beginning. Um, but it turned out that I ended up having a lot less time than I thought. So Uh-oh. it ended up, you know, putting us in a position where I made a decision um, to come off of my job and we became a one income household. And mm. I feel like if you know anything about the California, yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so now we have three kids. We live in right. California. <laughs> cost of of living is just crazy and you know this is just a big leap of faith for us and um and so what it did was it allowed me to kind of be able to spend more time not just at home but to kind of be more intentional behind the things that I'm doing so Mm -hmm. for instance um like I said, I am really, you know, involved in church and ministry. Um, But along with those things, I wanted to make sure that I was investing just as much time and energy and effort at home. So um, I, you know, wanted to make sure that I'm spending the time with my husband and we're getting the opportunity to have, you know, uninterrupted conversations because, you know, with kids that (laughs) can be a little bit more (laughs) When does that happen? Right. But, you know, these are, these are some of the things that I really had to do. Um, also making sure that I stay connected to God and I have a strong, mm-hmm. you know, spiritual walk, I feel like is the center of everything because I feel like it's, it's kind of hard to have balance when you, you don't have infinite wisdom as a human right. being, right? Right. So I right. feel like I, I, I make it a point to stay connected to God, to pray and to ask God. I mean, I have, probably the most funny conversations when I pray like, Lord, you know, I've tried to do this and it is not working out. So I need you to tell me, am I doing the right thing? Or do I need to go a different direction? That's, you know, sometimes I have to just talk to him like that because it's like, for me, I know, I don't know everything, but um, depending on God to kind of give me those pointers to say like, okay, do this, do that, pull back here, um, you know, go a little bit further there. I think that's what kind of helps me to have balance is my walk with God and kind of seeking him first in everything, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I understand a portion of that. Um, And as a new mom anyway, regardless, it doesn't matter how many kids you have, it's always hard to return to work after you have a child. (laughs) It doesn't get any easier. (laughs) And I think it actually gets harder the more kids you have because now you have all this time with them. So that is such a blessing that you were able to do that. I'm I'm so glad that it it did work out that way. Um, It's weird how different things kind of stir and spur other things to happen. Like, for instance, for me, um, my last pregnancy with my little one, my husband actually ended up injuring his um, ankle. He broke his ankle at work, and I was oh about six months pregnant. Yeah, 
at the time and they were talking about surgery and I was like hmm okay I'm getting ready to have a baby uh (laughs) his recovery (laughs) time is going to be ridiculous and so anyway it ended up working out where he was able to be out a month after I had our son and during that time of him healing and doing everything we kind of realized that you don't need to go back you know um, he had some things on his heart that he has been wanting to do for years but it's hard to kind of step away when you're in that nine to five grind like it, it just yes. is like you see the bills you see the natural mm-hmm. so we we kind of did the same thing we once we had that step back which we weren't anticipating because right. he was supposed to be off just to help me with the baby instead of recuperating uh for five mm-hmm. months but uh <laughs> it turned into <laughs> that and it's, it's just amazing to me because i wonder if your son had not spent that time in the NICU, if you would have been like, I'm, I need more time, you know, do right. you think you would have felt that pressure to return maybe um, had that not happened? You know, I feel like it, it, you were saying how things kind of have a way of pushing you towards other things. And I felt like kind of all of the things that were going on at that time in my life, you know, um, is like, you know, I was kind of going through a hard time on my job. I was feeling Mm -hmm. kind of drained and unappreciated. And I mean, there there was a long list of things that were going on. And I just, you know, my husband kept saying to me throughout the course of things, even before I got pregnant, like, you know, I don't want you to work there anymore. And I was like, well, what Mm -hmm. else am I going to do? You know, right? Uh, (laughs) Right. (laughs) in my mind, and I think in both of our our minds at that time, we kind of felt like, well, you know, we both got to work. We got yeah. kids to take care of and, you know, bills yeah. to pay. But um, when we really kind of sat down and looked at things, it was almost as if, like, God was saying, like, no, you need to take this time. And I think that it allowed me to kind of focus in on some of the things that I'm able to do right now um, and prepare right. me for the type of ministry that I'm I'm doing right now because I feel like I would not have had that time if I was still working, I, you know, I would still be, like you said, caught up in the grind of the nine to five and the daily routine, you know? Yeah. It's hard not to be. And I, you know, it's why I'm always reminded sometimes, even when I don't understand, because when, you know, he broke his ankle, there's so many other things going on. I was like, God, this is a lot. (laughs) This is a lot. And I don't understand what you're doing with this. And then a year later, you know, um, our son, well, actually, he's almost two years later now, our son is almost two, you know, he's been able to be home, working from home this entire time with our son, which he's never been able to do with any of our That's other amazing. kids. And their bond is just incredible, you know, and it's just, right. it's something we didn't foresee. And that that's the thing that I love. That's, that's what I was saying about that quote, why it, it hit me so hard, because sometimes what we think is like the end is really the new beginning of what God is trying to usher us into, you know? And I just, when I read that, I was like, it's, but it's hard for us. And he knows sometimes I'm, I know I'm this way. It has to be a big thing for me. Cause I'm like, I didn't hear in the whisper (laughs) (laughs) falling rocks. And you know, I need, I need that part. I didn't hear the whisper part. So he's like, let me do something big so you can look for the whisper. Uh, So I think, I think that's so, so great. Um, well, thank you for your time. Can you let us know how to get in contact with you? Um, some of the things, are you having any sales or anything that's going on right now? Just kind of just plug yourself away. 
<laughs> well, yes. Um, so you can follow me on my handles. Um, my business page um, handle is love underscore character for Instagram, Twitter, and even on Facebook. And then um, I also have a personal slash lifestyle blog. Um, and oh. the website for that is com. And so um, I do a lot of different things. Um, I'm also like use my, um, I also use my page on um, Instagram for my website. Um, it's called Cara Janae Shine. And um, yeah, you can find me there. And I'll just continue to try to show as much shine as I can. Which <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 like I said, I totally enjoy. Um, I'll also share some of the links as well um, in the description box after this but thank you again so much for your time and i look forward to chatting you with you again sometime soon thank you so much for listening to another episode of her talks i really hope that you got something out of this interview for me i just feel like god is really telling me to get still and get some quiet time alone with him if you have any sort of questions or big decisions that you're thinking about making very soon. I'm hoping the last two episodes that you've heard is from these phenomenal women encourages you to really sit back and think about the detours or what you are, are assuming are detours in your life and how they might actually be setting you up for something greater, something that's been in your heart for a really long time, but you've been afraid to move forward. Um, Please support these women um, that I interview. Look at their um, materials that they're trying to sell, the books, the jewelry, all the different endeavors that they're trying to do. Because another reason why I do this is to highlight and support um, women entrepreneurs, especially women of color. Um, We just need a platform. Um, I just recently purchased a head wrap from Cara and um, also some earrings. I'm super excited to get those. I'll take some pictures and I'll probably do a blog post just about supporting black women. Again, we're ending Black History Month and it's just important for me to support women, especially black women 365. And I hope that you do as well. Until next week.